What were the biggest stories of 2017? I don't care so much about the headlines, but I do care about the agenda. The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Every Saturday from 3 to 6 when I can get it, and I've got it today. I've also got it next week, the 30th of December. And uh, I'm also filling in for Erickson on Thursday the 28th from 5 to 7. So many thanks to Mr. Erickson for that uh, opportunity to bring the libertarian message to prime time. Uh, And Christmas is right around the corner. Tomorrow's Christmas Eve. Tomorrow night, I guess, uh, is Christmas Eve. And I'm very happy, like paradoxically happy at the end of this year because it was just such a terrible year for my family. We lost a lot of people. Um, But what it really did for me was drove home how important it is to spend time with the people you love to just really not let stress get the better of you when you have these opportunities to get together with people. Uh, And I started to think about the importance of what you what you transmit to your kids, what they carry on to the next generation. And I think it is it's really really developed a very strong sense of responsibility towards my kids and um you know this country, the kind of legacy my father fought in World War II. Don't try to do the math. He was like a million years old when I was born. <laughs> but, but seriously, like there, um, I find that uh, we really have this duty to our children and responsibility, and um, you know, kind of have to pay it forward. And what I do—that's what kind of drives me for the approach I take to looking at what's going on in the world, which I would rather just check out of. Like, I hate reading the newspaper. I hate watching the news. It just frustrates me or angers me. Occasionally, it scares me. But I do it really with one thing in mind. So if you listen to my show, you'll know what that thing is. But I look at every single story that I come across in the mainstream media, every story I look at with an eye towards what Bill, what amendment in the Bill of Rights is this spin, this story, this event targeting? How is this used, is is being used by those who would have basically control the world? And I think they're in control of uh, the glowing box that cable news and the real, uh, the big mainstream news feeds that you get. I look at uh, basically the entire thing as uh, having an agenda. And actually, my trusty producer Binkley is here. I actually have a tweet that I just got this morning that really said it very succinctly. Do you have that tweet, Binkley? Yes, from K4. K4 says that uh, they were just making the point last night to someone that there's always a reason that we see clustered media coverage of outrage. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with that. There's always a reason. I'm always looking for the reason. And I'm not just looking for the conspiracy. You know, I'm looking for the policy agenda, what they're doing to, what they're using this to take away our our rights. And why I care so much about the Bill of Rights, I genuinely believe, I think I'm paraphrasing maybe a famous quote, but that the only thing that stands between the world and tyranny is the U.S. Bill of Rights. While we 
live under and expect and prosper under the Bill of Rights, the rest of the world looks at us. They have those expectations also. We let them go and we tell the world can't be done. And that's when really I think it all it all falls down and we have a world currency, a world authority, true world authority, as the Vatican calls for. So uh, so I always approach every story with an eye towards which amendment is under attack or which amendments are under attack. And uh, I so so I don't care if the story is true or false if it's spontaneous or orchestrated, if it's a false flag or a provocation, sometimes I find that interesting and I talk about it, it helps demonstrate that there's a that that the you know, if a story is really false, you have to ask why are they spinning a false story? And that sometimes makes it easier to see that there's a policy agenda at play. But it doesn't matter to me if they're true or false. I mean, even if if the terrorists are ISIS and not CIA, I'm not I'm not giving up the Bill of Rights because of that. I'm going down with a fight. It's you have to think of it as like being a fighter, like in the Revolutionary War. It's a freedom fighter. Maybe it's in the in the it's in the landscape of the mind, of ideas, of your soul. But what it but it's really about saying, you know what, you can't scare me out of my rights. You are going to have to, you know, pry them out of my cold dead hands. But you know. After Katrina, I think a lot of people said, well, you know what? That might be easier than you think to get done. So so I, I really try to like, like look through what the story is to what the agenda is. And as I was reflecting on these stories over the stories that I identified as the most significant over the year, I noticed that it's not I, I can actually categorize them in a bigger picture way, not amendment by amendment, but three kind of overarching movements of how we're being kind of attacked uh, or manipulated into forgetting our roots, our touchstones of uh, principles. And maybe it's four, but let me just rattle them off real quick. One is, the first one is divide and conquer. They want to neutralize the people, the effective people. I used to call myself... And the Ron Paul movement, even the Tea Party libertarians, the resistance. Now, the resistance seems to have morphed into a bunch of communists who want more government, not less. So whose hands does that play into? Uh, The second thing is this losing sight of real principles, of real rights, of not being super hardcore dedicated to that. And again, Ron Paul would always talk about rights. But, you know, the Ron Paul resistance was rights-focused. The Olbermann resistance is, uh, has nothing to do with rights. It's about pragmatism. It's about outcomes. It's about you getting yours. And funny enough, the Trump kind of populist approach is, is like that, too. He does not go through the Bill of Rights. He named Bill of Rights Day the other day, which was fun for me. But he doesn't go through the Bill of Rights. He talks about... I'm going to take American back for you, America back for you. I'm going to give you what you deserve. I'm going to use big government for you. Stick with me. And that has distracted people, you know, kind of tricks people into forgetting that no matter what party is in office, no matter how much you like a guy, you have to stick to those rights because in the long run, it'll bite you to give them up. So the uh, the third one is kind of like the overarching big, big picture thing, which has always been the case for 100 years, at least, if not a thousand. Uh, the Carnegie Endowment 
uh, actually documented it in its in its uh, meeting minutes. It's this idea of of moving us from individualistic society to a collectivist society. This is all part of the movement to get central control, to get central power at the top, to control the population. Carnegie and Dammon actually plotted to start wars and rewrite history in an effort to change the American culture. I think I'm quoting from individualistic to collectivist. So that's really the big, big picture here. It's what everything feeds into. And then the fourth thing is just straight up, uh, uh, venality, which is a word I, I uh, never used before. I think that means just about the money, you know? It's just the uh, getting defense spending, getting the military-industrial complex, the money it needs. Really, even that, at the very top of it all, is about debt. The welfare state and the warfare state are all about justifying the U.S. having an ever-larger mortgage to the banks. That's really simple it's kind of disgusting you know in its simplicity but that's what i think every single story from this week can fall uh, this year can fall into those kind of big picture things divide and conquer losing sight of principles collectivism over individualism and uh increase the debt so uh, but i want to know what you think are the most important issues you don't have to fit them into my categories you can even scoop me from stuff i was going to say anyway you can tweet at me, call me 1-800-WSB-TALK or 404-872-0750. Binkley, let's, uh, let's get a tweet at Monica Perez Show is my Twitter handle. What you got for me? All right, I got one from SRM. He says that Republicans reverse Obamacare and it confirmed for him the one-party system. Did not reverse, right? Does it say reverse or did not reverse? Oh, it says reverse, but I think. He oh yeah. So no, they did not reverse. Although you know the tax reform thing slipped in a repeal of the mandate. I mean that really, the maybe that was it seems like a good thing. I would hate to think that it opens the door to true single payer health care. That would be a, a dirty trick, I think. Um, and uh, let, I have time for one more. Give me another. One. All right, Casey's mom says that. These there's been attempts to restore voter trust and that they're all crooks. Yes, that's actually big issue for me is that at the same time, they're trying to what I coined the phrase upsource the elections. Everybody on both sides of the aisle thinks the feds need to get a grip on our uh, elections because states just can't be uh, can't be trusted with it. But at the same time, they're. putting a lot of effort into restoring our confidence. So Trump did an election commission, uh, and the first several items were about restoring voter confidence, not voting integrity, (laughs) but voter confidence, you know, because it's a con game. So we've got uh, lots of that. We're going to get to your calls. Tell me what you think are the top stories. I've got some. Binkley's got some. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALKER. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. And now for something completely different. On News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. 62 and a little bit yucky outside the studio. A four on the Mellish meter. This is Monica Perez. Uh, We're talking about the most important stories of 2017 to you. I'm putting it in the perspective of the bigger picture. I'm going to Don and Marietta. Don, you have one minute. What you got? Hey, Monica. Love your show. Yeah, what, what? The biggest story to me this year is the division of this country, how divided it really is and how we really need either a three-party system, a third party strong enough to be a force, 
for a no-party system. I am so sick of the two-party system partying with our money. They don't know what a budget is. When anybody passed a budget, can we get a balanced budget amendment? Yes, yes, yes. That's what I want more than anything else is a balanced budget amendment. Do not play around with this stuff. You're right. The division in this country is actually, there's a book I, uh, I'm trying to slog through called The Ideology of Tyranny, and it's all about dividing us up so we don't realize the more important things are what we have in common, like defending the Bill of Rights. Who doesn't want the Fourth Amendment, right? Uh, I got to take a quick break. Vince, you're next. He wants to talk about the election, and uh, so do I. This is Monica Perez. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Uh, I am on Saturdays from 3 to 6 normally this week, next weekend. I'm also filling in for Eric Erickson Thursday from 5 to 7. And if you have heard my show before, you know that I really care about principles of liberty and uh, our foundational principles in this country. So today I want to talk about the biggest stories of 2017 in that context. What's what are uh, what are the agenda items at play that might uh, continue to damage these foundational principles that we rely on, particularly the Bill of Rights? Uh, so we had a call right before the break from Don, who said his biggest issue is the division in this country. And he did throw in my personal favorite. Uh, why don't we have a balanced budget amendment? I 100 percent agree with that. I could not agree more. There's absolutely no reason the richest society in history should not have uh, should have to borrow from its future. And that, to me, betrays the lie that the welfare state and the warfare state is all there to justify the mortgage of the debt. <clears throat> but uh, we were also talking a little bit about, uh, and just talking about the division, Binkley and I were talking at the break. Uh, what was your point about the, um, Is it was it about the division or the Russian inclusion? Tell me what you're telling. What yeah, you it was, uh, nobody's waiting for the Mueller investigation to end to decide what they believe about what happened. Everyone has already decided. So the ongoing drama only acts to increase the tension, you know, snuff out all reason and just make both sides hate each other even more. Yeah. Okay. So I agree with that. And for me, it was like season one was the campaign the, <laughs> or season, the election. Season two is Russian hacking. Season three seems to be hashtag me too. And that's really going to go on for a long time. You know, you tune in for the next episode. They actually tease it out. You don't get like 500 confessions in one day. Like every couple of days, you get like a right. new celebrity flash up. So, uh, so there's definitely the drama is part of it. But what I also noticed was some of the language is for this uh, Russian investigation is absolutely parallel with the language people were using for the Hillary um, private server stuff only flipped like she didn't do it, and even if she did, it was no big deal. Uh, there's no evidence. They didn't find anything. And if you, you'll, I was listening to someone talk about the Hillary thing, making fun of the Republicans for their witch hunt, and it sounded exactly like the way <laughs> people talk the, on the right talk about the Russian yeah. thing. I mean, it's almost like they just scribble out. You know, they just like, oh, we're going to reuse last week's script. I just I had no time to write a new one. Just, just flip the Hillary Trump thing. You know, right? <laughs> Yeah, it they, just they, seems orchestrated to me. It seems scripted to me when it gets that, um, you know, that like repetitive or simplistic. Absolutely. They're like, these people believe in a conspiracy theory, but here's the conspiracy theory we believe in. 
Exactly. But even but even if you don't like I really try people think I'm uh, into conspiracy theories. I actually that is a hobby, but it's not the important thing. I don't care who's doing what or why. All I care about is what they're going to make of it. And for me, this is all about driving elections to the federal level. And once you take it out of the hands of the states, first of all, you know, if you do like something like a popular vote, you think that you're punishing California and New York by not letting them deduct their state taxes. You go to a popular vote and they just take over. They can't get these these services at the state level because people are double taxing. They're going to make everybody get it at the federal level. It's very short sighted. You don't understand when they they're trying to flip the South. They're trying to flip the flyover states. They're trying to make everybody or at least the majority socialist. And then uh, but. Also, a part of this whole thing is making any kind of federal office subject to federal election oversight, which, of course, wasn't it Stalin who said, I don't care how they vote. I just care who counts the votes, you know, yeah. something like that. <laughs> so that's a very dangerous, slippery slope there. And that's what I think is the real, like, if you believe in a conspiracy theory or not, I think it's clear that that's the uh, end game here. And uh, But I want to hear what Vince has to say. Hey, Vince, you're on with Monica. Yeah, hey, Maria. Um, Monica, sorry. Um, uh, yeah, so, you know, it, it sort of dovetails with what you were talking about before. And I think always the uh, the challenge is, um, the, you know, the um, uh, the uh, use of, of uh, the police power of the government for political um, gain. And um, in this uh, most recent election, you know, the uh, the activities of the uh, of the FBI and the Justice Department in terms of trying to uh, you know, essentially select who the, uh, um, you know, who, who the winner is, is extraordinarily troubling because, you know, you've got these people who are, you know, they're uh, basically uh, federal employees. They're not elected. They're, you know, appointed or they've got jobs for life, basically, trying to decide and, you know, manipulate behind the scenes to, to uh, put their candidate, um, you know, in, in the White House. And, um, you know, I, I wasn't a um, I, you know, I wasn't a huge Trump supporter, and I, you know, I don't know what the hell's going on with uh, the Russia, you know, in terms on that side. But at the end of the day, um, you know, when you have the um, the civil service employees trying to uh, decide what the outcomes of the elections are, it doesn't matter, you know, it, it doesn't matter um, who their pick is. That's that's a bad thing. Yeah, that's an excellent point. That uh, that. It's you're seeing now like they have they they are. I don't know if they're sure. Or not, I, I don't know. I don't know what. But their texts between people who are actually involved in the investigation talking about they don't like Trump. And then you can go back to to 2000 with Bush in Florida and the hanging Chad where Bush versus Gore was was determined by this uh uh, the Florida state government, which was run by his brother, you know, and this demonstrates what the problem is with the government, um, with that kind of a system. It's, uh, you know, there's nobody watching the watchers, but there's something else that, I, that you reminded me of that I've been noticing all this time, uh, that there are legitimacy, that part of this divide and conquer strategy is drumming up legitimacy issues. 
So what they are doing with the Russia collusion thing is they say, not my president. Trump is not my president because there's something wrong with the election. If Hillary had won, she would have been, uh, they would have blamed illegal immigration. If Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise, Ted Cruise, <laughs> Tom Cruise, had won, that's all it's a whole nother can of worms. <laughs> Talk about conspiracy theories. Um, if Ted Cruz had won, he was a Canadian citizen when he was born, and so were both of his parents. Like, that would have been, I mean, we don't have to argue about the details, but we would be arguing about that if he had been there. And uh, Obama with the Kenyan birth and Bush with the hanging Chad. Uh, so the legitimacy theme, the illegitimacy theme, is really taking its place in keeping people from coming together under whatever administration, accepting democracy, a democracy itself, which I'm not even a fan of because it's it's just tyranny of the mob. But um, democracy is what what keeps people kind of in line in that they say, well, it's not good for me, but my neighbors agreed to do it and I'll just defer to them. And now you're like, they didn't even, you know, we're being, so then everybody's at it. And then the other half of the people are like, I did vote for him. And they're at each other's throats. So I think there is definitely uh, something going on with the Russia collusion issue, the election legitimacy issues as a longer term plan to divide and conquer, which was one of my big overarching themes. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tell me what you think are the most important issues of 2017 or tweet at me uh at monica perez show and i should take through some of these some of these issues but uh let's let's do you got a tweet for me i know somebody tweeted that uh in response to that question yeah i got one from johnny cook and he gives five actually all right, uh, number right five, on. domestically says that Trump has been a pleasant surprise. Number four, unfortunately, he has surrounded himself with loudmouth warmongers just outside uh, the, the feared. Number three, he says the big lie that Comey was fired over Russia is simply not true. He was not fired over Russia. Number two, something is going on with the speeding train wrecks. What is it? And number one... And the most yeah, troubling... Yeah. I know, I've got, I've got an answer to number two. <laughs> Go ahead. The most underreported story of 2017, the Chandra Levy murder case was opened back up and no one heard about it. He- <clears throat> I had seen him, uh, Johnny tweeted that to me earlier, and uh, I didn't know that, I'm not, I should have gotten a link from him, but the there was a patsy who was railroaded for the that Chandra Levy, which a congressman supposedly had something to do with her death or was having an affair with her, which he denied, but his family says he was, you know. Um, there was a lot of uh, hanky-panky, fishy stuff going on there. So they had a patsy convicted of that, and then the patsy was exonerated somehow, and then he was recently deported. And that's why it was back in the news. I don't know if they actually opened the case up. I don't think you can ever really close a murder case, an unsolved murder case. Oh, I, you know, maybe that's what characterizes it open it back up uh but the i'm going to tease to the speeding train thing because i know you and i binkley have both have uh stuff to say about if uh what's the policy agenda item that is going to be served by some of these infrastructure stories that are in the news i want to i kind of want to stay on track though um let me take a break and then I will rattle off maybe my top five stories, my own top five stories of the year. And uh, and then we'll 
take it from there. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You, are, uh, you can also tweet me at Monica Perez Show. What do you think were the top stories of 2017? And you don't have to fill in the agenda part. I can do that. So give me a call. It's Monica Perez. Monica Perez. Maybe it's something really cool that I don't even know about, you know. On News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB. 68 is the high today, 44 the low overnight. Uh, weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And I want to rattle off for you my top picks for the biggest stories of 2017. I have a lot. I have 20. I have to confess. I I always have more material. Like I start a show. I have like 25 pages worth of notes and I use one. But uh, I just I got a lot to say. And, and I want to put it all. I put it all in the context of principles. I think I honestly don't. Uh, there aren't enough hours in a day to talk about principles and put current events in the context of uh, of the of the vigilance that our founders required from us, demanded of us to as the only way to keep limited government in check. Maybe they knew it was hopeless. Maybe they were controlled opposition. I don't know. But they gave us a chance and this is it. So I'm trying to keep uh, big government at bay. So I want to we've got three to six today, three hours. So let me uh, tick off the first kind of. First uh, five or six. The Russian collusion was a big deal for me. These are in no particular order except for they kind of go together uh, because I think that that is going to whether I don't think anything happened, uh, but I think that it's going to be used coupled with things like illegal immigration or weird elections like Roy Moore as an excuse to upsource to put the elections up at the federal level, whether that happens formally or just through a bunch of rules that it happens de facto. I think that's where we're headed. I think that's very important. Tax reform, uh, I thought that was a very weird package. I don't like any increases in deficits, and you can argue that maybe it's going to stimulate the economy and deficits going away. We're not Deficits aren't going away. Debt is what drives the political machine because the bankers want debt. Uh, but one thing that I think it did do in that... People think everybody's taxes are going down. The professional class, the educated class, their taxes are not going down. And I think there's this uh, idea to neutralize always the class that could be most problematic for the ruling class. When you've got doctors like Tom Price or Ron Paul going to Washington because they made a few extra bucks, if that's how it worked. uh, No, what you need them is saddled with debt until they're too exhausted to do anything else and then they retire. And that's why you always have to have this progressive tax rate, which doesn't affect the idle rich. Income tax is only about people who work. I think that was important. I think um, not allowing state and local taxes to be deductible anymore diminishes the power of the states. Federal taxes should be close to zero, given that they're mandated to do almost nothing. So you should never favor the federal taxes over the state taxes if you care about the 10th Amendment, for example. I think there's a huge movement afoot to flip the South and flip the flyover states. It started with flip the sixth, John Ossoff trying to get a really red uh, district to turn blue. Um, I almost wonder if you really want to go down the rabbit hole, if Trump was there to spark this reaction, if it's really he who a reaction to him is the thing that's really going to fundamentally transform this country. So even the individualist strongholds go collectivist. So let's, uh, 
Do I have time for one more? I guess the, the last one is uh, the Antifa versus the neo-Nazis. That's part of the divide and conquer. It's part of censoring media, but that starts a whole new topic. So let's get into that after the break. Um, read some tweets from you at Monica Perez Show. And I would also like uh, to know what you think are the biggest stories of 2017. I can fill in the blanks for the agenda, or you can tell me how it affects you personally. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.